Hey guys, welcome back. Thank you for joining us. I am your co-host, Jared Orr. She is our host and executive director of the Noel Family Foundation, Kelly Noel. Kelly, I'm excited. Another episode of Bradley's House. Absolutely. And we have a really fun one today. I always like the ones where we can bring in some, you know, sublime history and friends of my brothers. And so this is going to be a really special episode today. I'm excited. Absolutely. I am, uh, I am so excited for this one. As you know, um, Kelly, when we started this podcast, I, I put together a short list of must haves, people that we had to get to. And, uh, I'm so happy today that we are able to have a Long Beach music legend, um, a man whose voice is synonymous with the sound of Long Beach through the 90s and 2000s, one of my all-time favorite musicians. I am so excited to introduce Ras One to the podcast. Ras, how are you doing today, man? I'm great. How are you? I am, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to have you here. I'm better than I deserve is usually what I tell Kelly. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you very much, man. I am, I'm uh, honored to be here. Thanks. Oh God! It's you've been, uh, yeah, you've been one of our uh, one of our highest requested guests, and uh, I know your schedule's been busy. You've had a lot of cool stuff going on, so we've uh, been playing a little back and forth. We are finally able to get you to sit down. Um, let's start with what you got going on right now, man. I saw that there's just been a, a music video released, huh? Yeah, um, it's it's going to be a little bit postponed because I just got. Um, some, uh, great news that Fat Mike from No Effects with Fat Records wants to sign my band. Awesome. And, wow. Congratulations. Um, so yeah, I'm really, really stoked on that. So like, uh, record's almost done all the way for full length. And, uh, it's funny cause I was wearing a No Effects shirt in my new video and he, I didn't even know we were going to do it, you know, and I sent it to him. He's like, I like the, you know, I like the video too. And he likes all my songs, and it's really happy. Really makes me happy. And uh, also, I have a show coming up in Boston with Cypress Hill and uh, Method Man and Red Man. And uh, it's at, at it's a Hemp Fest, so I hope that isn't bad for the cause of Bradley's house. But you know, <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> yeah, sounds and, like uh, a fun show. Good for you. Yeah. Is that the yeah. uh, is that the Cultivators Cup? Yes, it is. Yeah, the, the Cultivator's Cup. I know uh, Badfish is going to be there as well. Yeah, they're playing the night before us. And uh, I've been oh, doing my record guys. with Jungle Josh. And he, Jungle Josh and I have been making this great record. It's really awesome. Oh, man. it's uh, I, I can tell you, if, as a fan, it's so exciting to know that you've got new music coming out and uh, and seeing you back in front of fans and doing what you do. It's uh, it's really been great to see, man. So uh, yeah, welcome back. I, Thank you. I have a, a great band. It's just a three-piece uh, power trio. Me on guitar and vocals, and uh, my friend Joel Aguilar on drums, and uh, my friend Khaleesi on the bass. Awesome. That's a uh, that's a formula that's been known to work in the past. Yes, it has. <laughs> it gives it a different sound live than it is on the recordings, but it's great to play live again. It's really awesome to play live again. Well, Ras, I think all of our listeners are probably pretty familiar with you, but for those who aren't, let's, uh, let's kind of start with from the beginning, man. What was your introduction into, into music? Well, my mom always played music. She used to like come down to my school and perform for the kids and, and she'd go from classroom to classroom 
And so I always grew up listening to my mom playing guitar and singing. And she was like a total hippie, like before they were even called hippies, you know. And and uh, so ever since I was a little kid, from before I was in kindergarten, watching her play at the house, then um, then having her play all through my elementary school years and on to that. She had a band when I was in junior high, too. And then uh, they were called Dream. They were an all-girl jazz band bebop jazz and so uh i was always raised on jazz and blues and folk you know what i mean and my brother always brought me up they brought home like hip-hop and stuff like that my brother carmen and uh i listened to all types of music forever you know and then i started playing uh in a few like lousy bands that never got out of the out of the um, garage they were not all lousy they were pretty good but i started a band right after i saw sublime the first time called jot children the next day after we saw sublime and uh that was for like five years maybe six years and uh we would play with sublime actually opening for them and we played a numerous backyard parties always something like that you know we played like uh some shows that like Parson Watts, like right after, like after the riots, things like that, you know. But uh, and then uh, after Bradley No passed, Eric and Eric had asked, and Bud asked me to join the Long Beach Dub All Stars to join a band together. We didn't have a name for it or anything, but we we're going to do the Enough Already benefit. And so me and Eric and Bud got together and practiced a few times, you know, and it was really cool sounding, you know. And then uh, I came to the other practice, and then uh, Bud and Opie and Miguel and uh, Marshall, and everybody was there. And so it was like, bam, you know, I, I also got called Tim Wu, and we uh, we had somebody called Tim Wu and Ike Owens. I I knew Ike really well, and I had him called Tim Wu, and, and so the, all those guys showed up, right? And I said Marshall, too, right? And then... Uh, we started the band, Long Beach Dove All-Stars. So we got, we practiced a few times, and then we uh, did our first show at the Galaxy, and then we did a show called the Enough Already Benefit. And that was uh, for uh, MAD, uh, or what, what was it called? MAP. Musicians Music Assistance Program? Program. Yeah. MAP. MAP. That was January of 97? Yes, 97. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and so uh that's where the first real like feeling of a bam, you know, dub all stars, you know. We were called the Long Beach Dub All Stars. And then uh I was also in a band called All Day before that, a punk rock band called All Day. So I had already played um reggae and I already played punk rock. I was playing them both at the same time. And so Eric and Eric knew that I was the guy, you know, the guy, the go to guy. And so uh that's where it, that's where Dub All Star started, and then uh, Short Bus, and now myself with Ras One, you know, solo. It's been a ridiculous yeah. musical run for you, Ras. Now, talk to me a little bit about, you know, you said you you went and saw Sublime play, and that influenced you to start this band, and then you got a chance to play at shows with them. What was it like getting the call from Eric and Bud and being like, "Hey, man, we want you to come and and sing for this new project." Oh, it was a trip, man. I was like, I was like, whoa, you know, this is, you know, 
it's kind of scary, you know, like bittersweet also, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like, you know, Brad's the guy, you know, he was the guy, you know, he made, made Sublime, you know, and them, them to ask me to do it, it was awesome, you know, it was, I mean, it was, it was, a, it was, it was crazy, it was cool, definitely cool, you know, but I mean, it was cool to be able to carry it on, you know what I mean? That's what I, I, I so yeah, I was, I was overwhelmed, but I, I was there, you know, I was there with bells on. Yeah, you, you sure were. And you guys had some, you know, amazing, uh, uh, two amazing albums that you guys were able to get out. And I mean, those songs are legendary in the scene. Um, it, well, the, it's, the chemistry was there right away, like with me and Eric, but chemistry was there. Like I, I used a few effects that Brad didn't use on guitar and, 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 uh, and they were like, wow, this is sounding cool. And, and, uh, so yeah, it was great. Yeah, and, and we certainly enjoyed it as well. I, I could tell you, um, you know, for Sublime fans, uh, to be able to have uh, some version of the music out there with the All-Stars was something that was, you know, as important to you guys, I'm sure, as it was to, to the fans. Um, what was it like as you guys were all getting together? Because, I mean, again, Sublime was a, a three-piece on stage. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the beginning of Right Back, there were 10 of you guys in the studio. Yeah. Uh-huh. How, how crazy was that? It was pretty crazy, dude. It was like a lot of cooks in the kitchen, you know? But uh, mostly, I mean, I'm not trying to be big head or anything, but I was writing a lot of the lyrics, and uh, me and Eric and Bud were coming up with the music together a lot. So it was good. I mean, everybody else put sprinkled, uh, you know, the sugar on top of it too. You know what I mean? So it was really cool. It was, it was, it was badass. Yeah, I, I can only imagine. And like I said, it was something that we certainly enjoyed from the fans. And, you know, again, you go from, you know, you're doing, garage bands, like you said, bands that never got out of the garage to you get this call. Next thing you know, you're doing MTV videos with Will I Am and you guys are a theme song for an NBC sitcom. I mean, what a ride for the All Stars and for your career. And it seemed like it happened pretty fast, huh? Yeah, it did happen really fast. Yeah. It was really fast, you know, like uh, <laughs> it was a whirlwind of, of great times. Great times. Yeah, I can only imagine. Now, Rass, one of the things that we talk about here, and obviously is not just Sublime and the music, but it is, we talk a lot about recovery and uh, some of the things that musicians have gone through. Are you comfortable maybe answering some questions and talking a little bit about? Oh, yeah, totally. I'm totally, I am totally ready to talk about everything. I was a total full-blown addict for years and years and years and uh, i was doing drugs when i was with dub all stars i was doing drug after the dub all stars the whole time with short bus and uh i quit doing music i was so fucked can i say cut fuck i was so fucked up for a long time yes you can i was so fucked up for a long time yes so uh i'm three years clean now so i have no problem talking about it congratulations that's awesome Thank you, Kelly. So talk to us a little bit about the differences now um, between 
writing music and performing music from when you were using to now being three years clean, sober. Um, I mean, you can hear the happiness in the music and, and in the songs that you're writing. Is it a big difference in, in the process? Oh, yeah. Well, not, not really, you know, because like a lot of the times I wasn't really using bad drugs so much as weed, you know, and a little bit of alcohol back then. But on Wonders of the World, Wonders of the World, I was fucked up on a lot of drugs, on a lot of those drugs. But that's why Paul Leary made me go to rehab. But aside from that, um, now I, I, I get a song in my head. I'll, it'll be a song sometimes that I've had in my head for 15 years. And I'll just be like, bam. And I'll just, I'll just sit there and I'll, and it'll come to me easier, it seems like. Cause I write whatever's the first thing that comes to my head anymore, you know, like, Nowadays, I, I just, I, I, I'm having a great time writing these new songs, you know, and, and they're way, they're probably some of the best songs I've ever written, I think. Well, that's awesome. And I mean, you know, obviously we all know that if, uh, if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, we'd all have a wonderful Christmas. But I got to wonder if it wasn't for the drug use. And like you said, you know, you're pretty fucked up during Wonders of the World. I know you weren't alone. How far that group in the all-stars could have went well they still are going you know without me you know they got the new album without me you know but uh yeah but it's not it's we could got any longer because there was a lot of people butting heads it's not the same it's not the same lineup and you know we love marshall we've had him on the podcast here i'm a huge fan of him uh and you know opie and the guys they're they're making amazing music and they're out there on the road i have nothing but love and respect i uh, still purchase all of their music but it's it's a completely different band than what right back and and wonders of the world were i mean that yeah. was truly the essence of of long beach it, you know you had bud and eric and yourself and um you know miguel was on a lot of of right back um it, it was just it was a completely different lineup than what you're looking yeah, at miguel right would now. help me finish up miguel used to help me finish off songs like all the time we, we, we like together like call mccartney and lynn and you know not as good as them, but I mean, you know, like, well, you me know, and Miguel would finish off those songs a lot too. Yeah. And, uh, so we, we, uh, it was like, there was, it was, it was me and her, me and somebody else in the band, we were partying pretty hard. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. And, uh, I was partying way harder than anybody. I was using heroin. I was smoking cocaine. I was, really abusing my life, abusing drugs, really bad. Like anything you could put in my mouth, I would swallow it. Like I was on everything but roller skates. Okay. But, uh, that didn't help with the band at all. That was screwing no. the band up. That was screwing the band up bad. If it wasn't for Paul Leary putting me in rehab, I would have died probably, you know? And, uh, so that didn't help much. And besides that, personal differences between people and like it's really hard to keep together a band and there's eight guys in the band you know what i mean yeah and so that band wasn't going to go very farther much farther at the time is there any chance of maybe seeing rast one singing with the all-stars again because i gotta tell you um you go back in the archives we had marshall on the podcast 
And, uh, and he said that he wasn't necessarily out on, on having Ras one singing with the All Stars. Oh, no. If they, if they wanted me to get on stage with them, I would get up on stage with them. Jim, yeah. Hell yeah. But I'm still going to focus mainly on my, my solo stuff, you know. But sure. I wouldn't mind get up, I wouldn't mind get up on stage with those guys, man. The last time I did was at the Hanam High Blues and, and Opie goes, we're going to bring out Ras one. And the whole crowd went crazy, you know. It was it was awesome. It was like wow. It was like it was a rush, you know. I I had just been out of the convalescent home for a little while, you know, and uh, I was still barely walking. So uh, when I got on stage, I was like, "This is what I want to do again," you know. But yeah, it, it was awesome to be on stage with the Dub All Stars again. So I'm not ruling that out at all. Now, you said that you guys, uh, you had opened some shows for Sublime uh, back in the day. That's correct, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what what was that like, and what were those Sublime shows like? Do you have any memories of, of any of those? Yeah, man. Uh, I went to go see Sublime in a backyard party in, like, 1989, and it was, like, the coolest thing that ever happened in my neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like... Aside, like, no, at all, you know? These guys, get. I, I, I go, I'm, like, waiting for Brad to get there, and Eric and Bud were setting up. I'm talking to Eric a little bit, you know? I didn't have any idea what was going to go on. My friend told me before I went, he goes, you should see this band, because the singer's really good. I go, okay, cool. So I go there, man, and, like, I swear to God, dude, they played for, like, four hours, like, in the middle of the set, Bud broke his snare drum. He didn't have an extra snare. He took a time to rip off his snare drum, uh, the top of it, put, put a, uh, some duct tape on it, finished the set with that, you know. And uh, they played until the cops came, you know. I think we knocked a fence down into the neighbor's yard. There was like the whole backyard was like 400 people, all kinds of chicks, you know. It was a blast, you know what I mean? So much fun. And then Sublime always had these, like, group of people, like Georgie and Eno and all types of people that would always go to their shows, you know? And, like, it was, like, bring a vibe, you know? Like, like you know, they had, like, their fans were, were for their friends also, you know? And uh, so after a while, Sublime would, would – you wouldn't even have to have a flyer for the party and, like – People would show up, you know what I mean? It would be like a whole backyard full of people, you know what I mean? And it was badass, you know? And and then uh, they started playing clubs, and um, I went and saw them with no doubt at a place called Go Bananas, and it was cool. It wasn't as fun as in the backyard party, so awesome. I mean, it was awesome, but it wasn't as fun, I'll say straight out. But, uh, you know... You had to go through those part, those gigs with the the small clubs and shit to get to where they were at, and so they did that for a long time too, you know. And uh, but then I started hanging out with those guys, and when when Opie was doing my tattoos, like, and uh, then then they started playing like the Warp Tour and stuff because like date rape went big, you know, and that's when it started going crazy cool. But up to then, it was still cool, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, obviously, when when date rape took off and that warp tour, it was uh, it was bombs. 
from there. So it was kind of neat that you were around from, you know, kind of the beginning seeing this. Um, there's, you can hear a, a little bit of that style that Brad has in, especially in, uh, in Wonders of the World, I think. Um, it's safe to say that he was a pretty big influence on you musically, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. If it wasn't for those guys, I would have never played reggae. It would like, was as, as a main thing, you know? Like, uh, Brad was a huge influence on me and he still is to this day. Like, if I write a song, you know how Brad would always incorporate songs that they like grew up on, you know? Like he, he a lot of lyrics or and melodies he's taken from old songs, like really cool songs. And so I still use I use that in my song my songwriting too. If I have a riff that I like from an old song, I'll put it into one of my songs. You know, a little change up, changed up to a little bit, so it wouldn't be total revamps. Or if there's a lyric from an old song, like. I was just inspired by a new song, by, by a song like The Descendants and a, a new song that I wrote with this band called Vintage Beach Dub Club. I, I just did a, a featuring thing on there. So I'm definitely influenced by Brad. And I like the way that he would like write old school rap style and then sing it in a melody. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, I, I certainly do. Uh, and again, that's what I said. There's, uh, you know, you can definitely hear and, and feel a little bit of it. And obviously, um, you know, on tour, the all stars would, would play some sublime songs. Uh, you guys didn't overkill it. You didn't overdo it, but every once in a while, there would be some sublime songs in the set. Is there a, a favorite sublime song that you, that you'd like to do that you, you called out for the set list right now? When anytime, like yes. I would, I would love to, I used to love playing work that we do a lot. And it was always fun to play Scarlet Begonias, which also is a Grateful Dead song, you know. Uh, you know, lately I've been playing Don't Push. I love playing that song. You know, uh, I, I'll also do, uh, Santa Ria. You know, I love that song. I don't care if it's huge, well, radio it. I play what I got sometimes because I love that song. It's a great song. You know, uh, but, uh, I like to go from Jot on Pay the Bills all the way to the self-titled record. I'll, I'll do, I'll do songs off all those records. I love to play, you know, I, my, I don't know what, what favorite sublime, sublime song it is. I love to play, but I love to play sublime songs. I know that. Yeah. And we love to hear you play them. I know that as well. Uh, speaking of playing sublime songs, um, there is a sublime song that you did for the compilation album, The House That Bradley Built, right? Yes. Yes. Right back. Yeah, you did a great job with that. Thank you. Thank you, Kelly. It was really fun to have you on that album. Yeah, I was I was a little nervous, you know, because that was the first thing I'd ever done since I got out of the, out of the hospital. Uh -huh. uh, and I, I, I could have played it better, I believe, you know, but uh, I was fucking really honored to be asked to be on that compilation. Oh, it was great to have you be a part of it. Yeah. How's your kid doing? Good. Yeah. Actually, I have two boys. They're both doing really good. Awesome. Um, yeah. One of them's getting married, in fact, in a couple of months, which is crazy. Wow, man. I thought we were, I remember they were just born. That's where right? it is. Like, in my, in my head, like, I was fucked up for so long that everybody's kids are in high school or getting married yeah. now. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck? You know what I mean? Where did the time go? I was in, like, a time warp. It's a time warp for me, because all I did was... Yeah fucked up for like 13 years or 17 wow. years altogether you know wow. 
I, oh, I I'm put myself. Clean. Yeah, I'm happy too. I'm not, I'm happy with myself. Okay. Yeah. Well, I put myself in two comas. You know, it took me a long time oh. before I got straight. You know, and uh, I was on life support both times before that, and, and you know, I was in a machine that 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 flipped me around and kept my blood circulating. And uh, I don't even remember, wow. but I was in this big metal machine. Uh, no. When you're asleep for over a month and you wake up, it's a trip. I'll tell oh, you that. Oh, my word. I'll bet. Yeah, that happened to me twice. There had yeah. to be. There, so was there a, what was the final moment? When was enough enough? I mean, you said you spent, you know, 17 years partying hard. Was there, what 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 inspired you to finally get clean and stay that way? If I was in the convalescent home and I was in this bed like I was in bed three months and I was not able to to take care of my like I couldn't go to the bathroom by myself I was in a diaper I uh couldn't feed myself I couldn't hold a fork up to my mouth um I had to learn how to stand up again and then I had to learn how to walk again I was uh and I, I was really inspired by Halloween because I wanted to be able to go out trick or treating in the year from then. You know, I was like, I was like, I'm in, it's a month for Halloween, and then I want to be able to trick or treat next year. You know, because I, I love, I love Halloween. I don't want to at least, at least, you know, walk around in my costume and, and you know, give kids hand candy and stuff like that. You know, and <laughs> that's fun. It sounds funny, but I really love Halloween. Okay, Whatever besides my life, you know, besides being alive, I love that too. Uh, but when I got out of the hospital, I'm going to be honest with you. When I got out of the hospital, I fucking got high one time. Okay. And I realized right then, I was like, I'm never going to do this again. I'm not going to do this to myself. I was up for like three days. I fucking was fucked up. Like I didn't have my fucking medication from the hospital because I left against their advice. Okay. And I thought I could just go to my doctor and my primary doctor and get my new my medication re- reinstalled or whatever, you know. But they were like, "No, you got to come back and get an examination and all this shit." So I I got high, and it was fucking horrible. I was like, I was looking at myself and I go, "Am I gonna fucking do this to myself again? Am I gonna let down all the people that I care about and just be a fucking idiot again?" And I was like, "Nope, I'm not gonna do this again. I'm over this shit." That's when I decided right then. Good for you. Yes. So I don't really consider that like going and getting back on drugs again. It was a slip. And I I don't consider that even getting high because it wasn't even fun. You know what I mean? It was what I needed to do to reinstall it in my head that this is bullshit. To reaffirm it that I didn't want to do it anymore. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And, you know, having this, having this rebound and this, uh, this new wave of, of Rast One putting out music, I'm certainly grateful that that happened and, uh, so excited to see what is to come in the future for you. And, uh, and just happy that you were able to have that moment. And, uh, and we still have you you here with us to talk about it. You don't know how happy I am with my life. I've come so far in such a short time. You know what I mean? And, I did it all myself. You know, Miguel told me to go to Jungle Josh to make these beats. 
and they then helped me. And so with Jungle Josh's help and with my songs, uh, I am so happy with my, the way my life's going. I've got a, I'm gonna be, I'm getting gay, I'm engaged to be married. I have a beautiful fiance. Her name is Michael Ann Jeffrey, but it's coming to be Michael Ann Smith soon. And she takes such good care of me. She makes me love myself. Like she makes me feel like I can be loved again. You know what I mean? I didn't think I was ba- able or worthy of being loved again, you know? And now it makes me love myself so much more because, but I love her so much. And you know, I, it wasn't for being able to love myself. I wouldn't be able to love no one else like Peter Tosh said. You know what I mean? Right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And this new music, it's going to knock your socks off, man. It's no joke. I'm taking it back to the to the fucking self-titled and fucking 40 ounces fucking sound. You know what I mean? Nice. Like a lot of these bands, I'm not trying to diss these bands these days, but they're trickled down. From the, like All their influences were sublime and slightly stupid. Okay? But my influences were the same as Sublime's was, you know what I mean? Like all that old school reggae. Because I loved reggae before I ever seen Sublime. But, you know, and then I, I'm, I'm keeping it roughneck, like roughneck hooligan style with my, you know, I'm bringing in the, bringing in the scratching and the brick beats and the distortion guitar and, you know, along with the reggae. And that, and that's like the foremost thing. This whole album is a reggae album, but it also is, uh, a a jam through the fucking old '90s style. Oh man, I I can't wait. And uh, like I said, just seeing you get back out there and playing again, uh, I know there's been such an amazing uh, outpour from fans and people that are sharing the videos and liking them, and it's just so great to to see you back out there doing it. When uh when when can we? I mean, do you have any news on when we can expect this album to be out, or is that all being worked out now with this big announcement? Because uh, I haven't even heard this yet. Did you just break this news on Bradley's house? Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. And we haven't signed anything yet, <laughs> but I'm sure that Fat Mike loves the music and I'm sure he's going to, we're going to do it. And John Phillips and Silverback are going to be involved somehow too. They're, you know, cause I got to use all the weapons in my arsenal, you know, but Fat Records is what I'm praying for because I love them. And they uh, tell he told me, am I looking for a label? I said, actually, yes, I am. So I'm like, Woo-hoo-hoo! you know what I mean? I'm like, yes. You know, did that hurt your ears? Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it didn't. It didn't hurt my. It didn't hurt my ears. It made my heart happy because I'm <laughs> I'm excited to to have you back and to to see this excitement and, and energy uh, coming into this new music that you have. And uh, you want to talk we're, about drugs? Drugs? Because I could tell you a lot about drugs. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously we have a lot of listeners that have struggled in the past or are maybe struggling now. Um, and you know, I think just knowing what you went through and the fact that you're able to get to where you are right now, I mean, you're, you're a bit of a miracle story, man. Well, I guess I am, but you know what? I just want to let them know that, uh, if anybody can get clean, it's me. If I can get cleaned, anybody can, you know? Mm, and like, yeah. speed will draw you in and make you think that you own, and it owns you. Like you can't live without it, you know? But you can live without it. You can get past that shit. Get a little sleep. Get something else to do with your time, you know? Start getting your priorities back, you know what I mean? And, and, cause otherwise, that shit don't even work anymore. It's bunk nowadays. They used to make good speed. 
Okay? The speed is bad now. It's fucking horrible. You know what I mean? 2005 was the last of that shit because the bikers quit making it. Okay? So get it over it. If you're tweaking, get over it. The speed don't work no more. Okay? That's a funny way of saying it, but it's true. Okay? Chiva, that heroin will fucking kill you. That shit will grab you by the balls and your heart and your fucking brain and fucking kill you. You know what I'm saying? That shit is nowhere shit. Okay? Fucking opioids, same fucking thing. You can be fucked up on those motherfucker things, and they will fucking take you out. That fentanyl shit is no joke. And they're pop, they're making pills like the, with the pill compression thing out of that fentanyl that look like Xanax, that look like fucking Percocet, that look like fucking Norco, but it's fucking fentanyl, and it will fucking kill you. You take one hit of that fentanyl, and that shit can't kill you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? No joke. It's no sense. fucking joke. Scary. Scary yeah, it, it is. It's scary as fuck. I just lost a friend to fentanyl two weeks ago. Mm. My friend Will oh, Porter. Sorry. He was only fucking 43 years old. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I knew him since he was a 20-year-old kid. He used to go, be my ex-girlfriend's baby younger brother. And oh. he was a, a great dude. You know what I mean? He even like started rapping. He was with the Cottonmouth Kings for a little while. He he, he did shit. You know what I mean? But yeah. forty three years old, gay as fuck now. You know what I mean? Uh, and I want to give a shout out to his family right now, and and say to Michelle uh, and Jason that and his dad that that I miss that I'm, I'm I missed him and uh, I I miss him already and and uh, love and support to their family. You know. Mm. That's a tough one, and uh, like I said, I, I can't be happy enough, Russ, that we got you on the other side of that, and uh, we've got you clean and, and new music. Um, you're all over social media. Uh, you guys can follow Russ on Facebook. Uh, there's a Russ one page, and uh, there's, there's always- my Richard A. Smith page. That's my uh, my other page, but there's a Russ one page, and then there's Richard A. Smith. Yes, that is your personal page as well. Um, and there are always updates on there and you're always posting little snippets. You guys can catch where, uh, Rass is going to be playing upcoming shows and uh, hopefully we can look for some uh, information on this new upcoming album and some, uh, some big, no- some big news with Fat Mike. I'm, uh, I'm super yeah. excited for it, man. And if anybody wants to, you know, get with me on my, my, my page or whatever, you know, Go ahead and uh, ask for a friend request. No, send me a friend request, and uh, we'll talk about shit. I I just recently talked with some guy and what was his name? Paul or Tom? The guy that I talked to. Willie uh, Kelly fucking got the guy into a program, right? Yeah, we we connected him with with Tyson Sullivan, one of our board members, and he was able to get him. Yeah. So if anybody needs to reach me, yeah, just just send me a message. You know. And, uh, follow me and whatever, you know, like, let's get together and like, so this, let's, you know, I'll, I'll try to do what I can, you know? I think that's great. So great that you're giving back and sharing your experiences with everybody too. It really, I think it makes a huge difference and it's so great. Um, that, cause you can relate to people on a totally different level, you know? Dude, and, I was awake for 17 years. Yeah. I didn't yeah. get no sleep at all. Yeah, crazy. Well, certainly glad you're still here with us and, and able to talk about it and, you know, share your experiences and your wisdom. And of course, to make great music too. So thank you so much for, for fighting. For sure. Thank you, Kelly.
Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's great. And like I said, for everybody that's listening, um, you know, Ras is a, a perfect example. He's somebody who was there at the mountaintop. Um, obviously, you struggled with it, and now you're uh, now you're back, man. And uh, and we're the excited. guy's name was James that night that we got in touch with for for the rehab. Right. James. Yes, it was. Yes. Yeah. And thank you, homeboy. Yeah, man. It, uh, it, it means a lot to be able to have you come on here and chat and let everybody know what's going on with you now and share some stories from the past. And, uh, once we get that album out and it's rocking and rolling and you've got some other news, uh, you're always welcome on Bradley's house, man. We, uh, we, we can't tell you enough how much we appreciate you taking time for us. Anytime. Cause you got anything that people want to ask me? Or anything? Uh, you know what? We didn't, uh, I didn't put out for any fan questions for you. Um, and I, I'm sure that there would probably be a billion of them if I did. Um, but, uh, I think with you just putting out your page there, I know how, uh, responsive you are on there. And like you said, you just reached out, someone just reached out not that long ago and you guys were able to get him set up. And, um, you know, I think it's amazing how you make yourself so available to the fans. And I know that to you, you're like, Hey, I'm just a guy who's here to help but to us fans man you're you're a legend so to be able to have that kind of access to you uh is amazing and i i can't thank you enough for doing that yeah and i want to send a shout out to papa noel and i want to send mm-hmm. out a shout out to z-man for when he helped me try to get help me out a few years back a couple yeah. years back yeah don't thank you those guys your dad and the z-man too absolutely absolutely well thank you so much well, Kelly, I had mentioned to you off air many a times, and I mentioned it in this show. Uh, Rest One is one of my all-time favorites, and um, to be able to have him on here, and uh, and he mentioned it in the show, and it's it's no secret that it was touch and go for a while, and uh, just very fortunate to have him here with us, and and have him healthy now, and back out playing music again. It's just really exciting, and it was awesome to have him on the show. Oh, totally. So glad he's doing better. He's, you know, a great example of pushing through, you know, he's had obviously some struggles as he mentioned and, and he's tried several times to get clean and he's sticking with it now and we're super proud of him and uh, definitely support whatever it is that he's doing. So it was really fun to have him on. Yeah, it really was. And uh, anytime we get to have a, a show, when we put a show out, I always get excited. But uh, there's been certain guests that have really had me more more jacked up than others. And it was great to be able to have a conversation with Ras. Now, guys, we mention it every single week. The reason why we were able to put these amazing interviews out and have people come on and tell these stories, it's because we're all trying to spread the word for the Knoll Family Foundation. Uh, so we can get Bradley's house up and built and start to help musicians who have been in spots like Rast was. Uh, lots of cool, fun, exciting stuff going on. Make sure you're following our social media. Uh, Kelly, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about what the Knoll Family Foundation has coming up in the uh, next few weeks here? We have some really exciting stuff coming up. Um, starting this month, we're going to be hearing a lot more about our online auction, which is going to run from September 22nd through the 29th. We'll definitely be getting more info out about that on our social media, but it's going to be really cool. We've had some amazing donations coming in and I'm super excited for everybody to see again, that's going to be September 22nd through 29th. So definitely watch our socials for that. And then the No Family Foundation will also be at Reggae Rise Up Vegas. We just found out. So we're super excited for that. That's going to be October 9th and 10th in Las Vegas. So make sure you grab your tickets quick. I know they're selling out fast and you can get more info on that at reggae riseupvegas.com. 
Yeah, guys, if you're going to be in Vegas for Reggae Rise Up, find the Knoll Family Foundation booth. Come over, say hello. T-shirts will be available. Lots of cool information. Uh, hope to see everybody out there. Guys, um, it means so much, all of the support. We see you guys there sharing the podcast and, and sharing the links. Uh, the Knoll Family Foundation has their own eBay store. So there's lots of amazing stuff on there, uh, pins and all sorts of just neat Knoll Family Foundation uh, merchandise. All the proceeds go directly to the foundation so Bradley's house can get up and built. Uh, also, you can visit law-records.com pick up the compilation album the house that bradley built you've heard us talk so much about it each week it's really an amazing album and it's been a huge supporter of the noel family foundation so thank you again to law records and of course at the end of every single podcast we try to bring you guys a little bit of music and uh and this week it only makes sense to play our guest rast one doing one of my all-time favorites right back off of the compilation CD, The House That Bradley Built. Thanks, guys. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Tweaking by yourself at night can make you feel alone. Your girlfriend says so. I don't really know. That don't mean that we fucked around. Not last week when you left town I was tweaking by myself one night That's when I wrote this tune And I did not have no need for that bed in my hotel room Sometimes right now, since I've left the pen Feels like I'm right back there again Sometimes I pray I'm waiting, waiting for some right holiday When I buy myself that gun And I'm right back, right back where I'm from Tweaking by yourself at night can make you feel alone I got me a baby doll girlfriend She's a little old That don't mean that I fucked around I said now ooh I'd like to keep that high ground And sometimes I pray When I'm waiting Waiting for some bright holiday Holiday yeah When I buy myself the gun Ooh yeah And I'm right back Right back Where I'm from Right back, right back where I'm from